hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Put your hands everybody what happened did the Dodgers lose the World Series again <laughs> yeah they did <laughs> what's up everybody that's better that's better thank you for sitting in the front row everybody in the front row give it up for these people sitting in the front row cool a lot of energy in here tonight I'm not gonna have to do my job at all. Everybody's just kind of already bringing it. It's like, whatever I say right now, you guys are just gonna lose it! That one person is ready too. Yeah! I love it when somebody has a very unique response to things comedians say, not just like a woo! When somebody's like, yeah, 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 yeah! Everyone in this room should come up with a unique response to every single thing I say tonight. I'll give you five minutes of silence to think about it. <laughs> Starting now. I don't have a watch on, so I can't time it. I was kidding. I don't want you to be silent for five minutes. Everyone's actually terrified. I just wanted to scare you, and it's succeeded. Uh, it's Halloween, so I wanted to put you all into your brains. I... I feel many ways about Halloween. Are you guys dressing up for Halloween? <laughs> this is my favorite audience of all time. Do you guys want to be here? <laughs> Did someone just dump you out of a dump truck? Were you doing something else fun and you're like, no! <laughs> I'm drinking lemonade. What if that that's my pinnacle of fun? <laughs> just drinking lemonade. It's do you remember when like pink lemonade was like enough for you to be like my life is great I want to go back to that am I the only one apparently I guess so when frozen concentrate of pink lemonade came home from the grocery store I lost my shit <laughs> okay Halloween no one's dressing up for it that's great I haven't dressed up for it in decades, probably. My best costume was Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. It was lit. Uh, <laughs> I did like Halloween as a child, though, because it was just an opportunity to dress up as Clark Kent every year, <laughs> which was just an excuse to put on a suit. But I look fucking good. <laughs> My mom would be like, again? Yes. Yes, mother. One Halloween, I took it upon myself to use all of her uh, uh, sample lipsticks that she had gotten from Avon. Like, she wasn't into lipstick at all, but she just, like, had samples because we're hoarders. And so I got those out and painted my entire face. And when she came home, I was like, I'm the devil! <laughs> <laughs> One year, I didn't want to dress I love unique responses and unique laughs. That's like currency in my job. It's like somebody gave me what, like a, like a gold coin or something. I don't know. 
Like, usually I get paid in checks, but somebody gave me a wire transfer. I don't know. Uh, one year as a kid, I decided I was too cool to dress up. I didn't want to do it anymore. And then Halloween came around, and I was like, what are you doing? I was like 12. I was like, you got to dress up. And also, Halloween at my school was like one day that I didn't have to wear a uniform. And my uniform was, uh, at 12 years old, like a skirt and then... Uh, shirt obviously what if it, what if you <laughs> what if you what if i went to an all-girls catholic school where we didn't have to wear shirts like fuck yeah <laughs> for so many reasons <laughs> both sides of the reason just walking around like this like i'm having the time of my life and it's terrible <laughs> don't look don't look i mean what who am i kidding that's how i live my life anyways <laughs> we were all wearing shirts and i was just like don't look at anything okay so Halloween was like the one day, that plus jeans day, which you had to pay out of your own pocket to wear fucking jeans to school to like give the nuns money or something, I don't know, so they could get a new flat screen TV. <laughs> Look, the mother house, they need that TV. So anyway, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. It's fine. So Halloween was a day that I didn't have to wear that uniform, and then I remembered that and was like, you gotta dress up! So then, like, I didn't have anything to wear, and my mom had an anxiety attack, because she always does, and she, like, just ran through my neighborhood, like, knocking on doors, asking, because it was all old people in my neighborhood, just old people, just, like, knocking on their doors, going, do you have any old shit in your house I could go through that my kid could wear for Halloween? Because she'd already gone through all of our old shit and found nothing. And so finally she knocked on a door and they were like, yes, I have a costume for you. And they handed it to her. She ran back to my house, our house. <laughs> I own the house my mom was just renting from me. <laughs> I did very well as a child. Uh, <laughs> and she goes, here, and it was a flapper dress, which was quite possibly the only thing worse than my school uniform. Like I would have preferred the school uniform and then but then my grandmother came into the room she goes here have this and she gave me a cigarette holder and i was like fuck yeah i'm, I'm wearing that I'm like yeah yeah i get to pretend to smoke oh please yes absolutely but then when i got to school my like gender dysphoria anxiety kicked in but it was really perfect because it looks just like the charleston <laughs> did somebody groan at that come on man that was brilliant <laughs> Also, Halloween, like, I live in a neighborhood where a lot of the people, they, they like, go all out for all of the holidays, which is really fun because there's a lot of kids on the street. So it's, like, just a really fun little street of people. Like, everybody talks to each other. It's actually really nice. And, like, the Halloween stuff is very cool, but it's also fucking terrifying because I have to walk my dog alone and I'll just forget it's Halloween and be like, Jesus Christ! Oh, God! There's, like, human-sized decorations, like a wolf man that I forget about all the time. And then I was walking him today just going, is that a cat? Is that a dead cat? Is that a cat? Oh, it's a Halloween decoration. Jesus Christ. I can't tell what anything is. And there's just, like, little things on all the sidewalks that say, like, step here if you beware, or something. I don't know, whatever. I'm just constantly, like, Aah. that's my favorite Halloween decoration of all time, that little windsock. Come on. Never gonna beat that thing. <laughs> that and the pumpkin trash bags. Like, whoever... Like, capitalism is killing all of us, but fuck, that trash bag is good. Like, great job, whoever came up with that. Uh, 
I went to D.C. over the weekend. I literally went to D.C. for Saturday night. I don't know why I do this to myself. I went to the World Series on Friday. Then I got up at 5. I got in a car. I drove to the airport. I went through the airport. Thingamajig. I got on a plane. I flew on that plane. I landed in D.C. Some dude picked me up asking me a million questions. I got in his car. He drove me to another hotel where he needed to pick up his wife. They just got married. And I was like, congratulations. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> and she comes. I was like, oh, that's your wife. And he, he he's, we're not in England, so he's sitting over here. I'm sitting here. I roll down my window because he's having, I, like, I think he just bought the car that he picked me up and he like can't find the buttons. And I just go, <laughs> I roll it down immediately, which makes me feel very masculine and so the window goes down and i see her and he just starts going he leans on the console like this and he goes baby 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 hey baby just over and over again and i'm like what is her name and he goes varla i can't remember what her name is and i go varla and she goes oh hey in the car video i was like and then she got in the car and he's like oh, i guess you hear that all the time huh and she was like what like, she had no idea her husband was even talking like she was just like i don't know what like he he literally wasn't even screaming he was just saying baby to me basically <laughs> i didn't like it i didn't like it sir please stop calling me baby Ugh. And then I stayed at a hotel uh, every time I told, like, this guy was like, oh, you're going to love your hotel. And I did. It was very, I, like, I love the design of the hotel, but every single person was like, oh, it's, it's an activism hotel. <laughs> what? That's not a thing. <laughs> They're like, it was just on Vice for its activism. Like, the hotel is an activist? I don't think a building can be an activist. <laughs> like, I walked in and it was like crystals and incense, which I don't have a problem with, but that's not activism. <laughs> That's a thing. It's a real thing. It's spirituality, and you can do that, and there's nothing wrong with it. But it's not activism to organize crystals where there used to be male. <laughs> Literally every person that I was like, oh, I'm staying in that hotel. They're like, oh, the activism hotel? What? <laughs> this is the place where you're supposed to know these things aren't real. <laughs> It basically just meant like we have record players in the room and there's lots of pictures of Rosa Parks. <laughs> Welcome! Do you want oat milk or almond milk? <laughs> and then I was checking in and like just being all chill about the activism that was going on around me. Being like, hell no, that's just for incidentals, right? Um... <laughs> Yes, some people stay in hotels a lot. <laughs> and then this guy comes in with like sunglasses and like a leather jacket. And I'm like, this is a person out of my periphery. I can see like, oh, this is a person that's coming in. And then I look over and it's Anthony from uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. He was making guacamole at the time. I should have known. But he like comes over and I'm like, oh, this is cool. You're very attractive, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, 
like as he's more good looking in real life than on Netflix and like fuck you for being able to do that but um anyway so he's like he's like it's under an alias and I'm like good for him good for him yeah that's cool that's cool that's cool also, you're just totally intonating everybody. It, he's literally, as he says, it's under an alias. One of the like festival workers goes, Anthony! And the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so there went that. Um, do I have an end to this? No, I don't think so. Uh, my flight on the way back, uh, I can only describe the temperature of that plane as hot breath. <laughs> fucking united like it's like it's like they just have a tube in their pilot's mouth and that's how they like circulate air for you because they're like we gave you a deal (laughs) i'm like that fucking airline i i hate that airline i hate it i hate it and i i know it's elitist to hate an airline because like i know i should be walking everywhere i need to go but like (laughs) i could i wouldn't have made it on time but um i have i've flown united a couple times in the past couple months Every fucking headphone jack in every fucking plane is fucking broken on those fucking planes. It is the worst. You're on a th- six-hour flight and you're like ah, and then you plug it in and it's like, and then you have to hold it. I had to wrap the cord around my hand and like then use the weight of laying my hand down near the person next to me because he was a larger person and couldn't use the armrest. Which I was like, cool man, that's cool. We'll all live together. But I couldn't like put my so I just was. My arm was just hanging limp from my, oh my God, so that I could hear Killing Eve on the way home. I mean, that's like kind of it. I think we got to get started with the show. I flew back the next morning. I, I did a show. I was up till 11.30. I got driven home in the loudest lift I've ever ridden in in my entire life. It was bumping. He kept all the lights on and he had like a bodega in the back of the thing. Like he had candy and stuff and it had prices on it. And then we were like, could we turn this down, sir? And he said, no. <laughs> but I, like, took a flight. I got out of the, I Then I had to drive to Dulles because I'm a fucking idiot. Got on a flight with the hot breath again on the way back in. All this so that I could make my baseball game. And then I dropped the last fucking out and didn't win the game. So, yeah. What a great way to end it. I'm a failure! Nothing matters. I don't know if you guys know, but I've been meditating a lot. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Yeah, I shouldn't have done all that. I'm going to tell other jokes later, but we have some comics on the show. Do you want to see them? Great. This first comic is also on my same baseball team, which is very cool. They also run a very great uh, baseball stand-up comedy show called On Deck. Please give a warm welcome to Courtney Carwall, everybody! Hello. You guys give it up for your host, everybody. (laughs) Wonderful. Rhea thinks I should go to the doctor um, because I was at bat, up to bat on Sunday (laughs) and I got hit in the head with a baseball. (laughs) So we'll see if this is funny. Um, You guys, I'm really glad that I invested in movie pass. Yeah, I paid $100 to see Blockers. I think I was catcalled the other day, but I'm not entirely sure. 
Um, here's what happened. I was standing on the curb, waiting to cross the street, when a black SUV pulls up next to me, rolls his window down, and a guy leans out and he says, you look like your favorite word is, um, actually, and then just drives off. <laughs> I was like, actually, sir, it's not, but it's just like, I don't know. I get it, you know. I look like my favorite dessert is crackers. It's just like, I have the vibe of someone who said I love you to a teacher several times. So. You guys, people often refer to getting the band back together as like a cool, fun activity. Uh, but I was in high school marching band, and so for me that means wetting my reed, walking onto a plot of grass and not getting any for four years. Like, my high school marching band was a total of 11 people at a school of 1,000. Like, like, do you know what kind of formations you can make on a football field with 11 people? It's like a line. Like, every fall we made just a very average to small-sized line. We look like a police lineup for a really nerdy crime. <laughs> that is, like, my theory, though, to why I didn't have a boyfriend until I graduated, like, until I went to college. Like, I remember the first guy in college, he, like, that came up to me, he was like, hey, do you want to? And I was like, yeah, I'll date you for four years, let's do this. <laughs> Did he know? Um, you guys, my dad, he's a fun guy. Um, he holds a solid grudge. So there's that. <laughs> he, it's 2018 and he still doesn't own a cell phone. It's just like he doesn't own a cell phone because he doesn't think it's going to take off. <laughs> I'm just like, Dad, like, go outside. Um, but my dad, he doesn't own a cell phone and so he'll call me from all these random numbers. And I don't know, have you guys ever heard a call back at Costco and be like, by any chance is my dad there? <laughs> no? Great, I'll try again tomorrow. Thanks so much. Like, I call Costco so much that I have them saved in my phone as Costco, parentheses, sometimes dad. <laughs> but my dad, he did come to visit me recently. And before he came, he called me up and he was like, hey, Quartz, uh, I'm coming to visit. Can you pick me up from the airport? I was like, you know, sure, how hard could it be to pick up my middle-aged dad from LAX without a cell phone? Um, turns out it's pretty hard. I couldn't find him, so I just spent two hours walking around the airport hugging old men from behind, yelling, Dad? And they're like, that's daddy to you. And I was like, oh, ew, gross. My mom, she's a fun lady, too. Um, she's very modest and uncomfortable with anything that's sexual. Like, we'll be at home watching a movie, and a couple will kiss, and my mom will go, whoa, don't know what that is. She's <laughs> like, like, what? Like, first of all, Mom, I really hope you do. <laughs> like, second, you rented Boogie Nights. Like, what do you expect? And she goes, I don't know, not that, whatever that is. And I'm just like, what? Like, I have this theory, though, that they, like, there must be some kind of curse on my mom. Like, by the age of 30, she just kind of forgot what kissing is. And then by 60, she's just going to think penises are a myth. So. 
Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> but my favorite thing about my mom is that she's in a Tuesday night sewing group. Um, you know, because gra- crafts are a great excuse to not drink alone. Um, but she is in a Tuesday night sewing group, and she called me up once after that. Like, she was just sewing with her friends, and she goes, Hey, uh, Courtney, my friend, she told me, she was like, I just did the best hand job ever. Uh, I was like, What, mom? And she goes, I mean, hand stitch. And then she doubles down. She goes, Well, that's just what me and the gals call it. And I was like, what? Like, how many hand jobs are going down at Joanne Fabrics <laughs> that we just don't know about? You guys, I saw on Facebook that my ex-boyfriend named Brian is now married to a woman named Brianda. <laughs> it's just like, did she take his first name too? I'm at the age where everyone around me is getting married, and I don't know if anyone here is going to any weddings. No. <laughs> I know, I'm going to a lot of weddings right now, and I feel like I go to a wedding every other weekend, and it's just like, you know what they say, always the bride's friend's date, never invited. So. But um, I was at a wedding recently where the theme of the wedding was whitewater river rafting. I was like, ew, first of all. Like, the couple loved rafting so much that they ended up inviting their weekend rafting instructor to the ceremony. And everything was fine until she decided to do an impromptu wedding speech. And she started out by saying, Hi, my name's Karen, and I hate public speaking. I was like, okay, Karen, maybe this isn't the time to try it out. And then she continues, and she goes, I just want to say congratulations to the happy couple, but marriage is a lot like rafting. Sometimes you're in the boat, going down the river, having a great time, when suddenly you're thrown out, what do you do then? Do you get back in the water or do you stay in the boat? And I was like, what? Is Karen alluding to divorce on their wedding night? And then Karen kept going on about people getting in and out of boats. I'm like, she's just a bad rafting instructor is what it is. But we could all tell Karen didn't know where she was going because she ended her speech by saying, I just want to say thank you so much. My name's Karen and that's my metaphor. And I was like, yeah, we all got that, Karen. <laughs> That'd be like MLK saying, I have a dream, well, not a little one, but you get it, right? <laughs> I would love if, if all like, history speeches started and ended like that. Like, I would love if Abraham Lincoln got up and he said up top real quick, the name's Abe, I'm your president, and I hate public speaking. <laughs> uh, right now, we're a house divided. The house uh, being the country, the divided part, well, uh, it's the war. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is the war's bad. Uh, Anyways, thank you so much. My name's Abe, and I'm your president. All right, thank you. I'm Courtney. (laughs) Courtney Garwell, everybody, let her hear it! (laughs) Oh, little Courtney really needs to go to the doctor. I just, I, she really got hit in the head. Like, she got hit in the head. And then like, I was like, drink some Gatorade, eat some snacks. And she's like, I've got headaches. I was like, Courtney, go to the doctor. <laughs> I went to the doctor when I got hit in the tooth because I was worried about having a concussion. I did not have a concussion at all, but I was like, worried about it because I was home alone and I'm usually not home alone. And when I got up from getting hit in the face, in the tooth with a baseball, I just said, I'm alone. 
spoon to the entire baseball field. <laughs> and so then a friend on the team drove me to the ER and I went in my full baseball outfit to the ER, cleats and everything, and they gave me an ice pack. This was years ago. And uh, this was like three or four years ago. And I waited in the ER and then I went into a room and a uh, nurse comes in and takes all my vitals and stuff. And then uh, this other nurse comes in after that. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're so late. I just, and I was like, it's cool. She got all my other stuff. And he was like, cool. Well, I just need to know the date of your last menstrual period. And I was like, Oof, <laughs> that's a toughie. I, uh, I never think about that shit. So I don't know, like a month or something. I don't know. And medical professionals do not like it when you do not know when your last period was. <laughs> So he was like, we're going to have to give you a pregnancy test. And I was like, sir, this uniform is pregnancy test enough. I have not had sex with a penis in a long, long time. So if you want to test it, it's been in there cooking for a while. It's probably got its learner's permit in there. Should have driven out a long time ago. Uh, but then I finally was like, I'm a lesbian. I don't have sex with men. And he just gave me a high five. <laughs> I used to end that joke with, thanks, Obama. I don't know if it has the same ring to it anymore. But yeah, the high five was pretty great. Awesome. Give it up for Courtney one more time. And you can keep that applause going because this next comic is their first time on the show. So you know what we do when it's their first time on the show? You give a, a big, a, yes. Just like that. Give a warm welcome to Joanne Chinderley, everybody! And Do you guys ever want to shave your whole body and start over? It's kind of where I'm at right now. I got my first ever deep tissue massage this morning. Whew. Right? I was there. You could tell it was working because she was getting frustrated the whole time. An hour through, silence, she just gets up, she pushes me up, puts her feet behind me, and just breaks the silence and goes, you're so thick! <laughs> and I was like, but how many C's? <laughs> Two? Ooh, I'll see you tomorrow. I don't know if it's my blonde hair and dead eyes, but people ask me if I'm a mom. Like a lot. And I always have to reassure them, like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm way too selfish to be drinking for two. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I try not to get sad, though, when people misdiagnose me as pregnant. I try not, you know? I don't want to get shishmished about it. And that's depressed for those of you who have family members who talk about it. <laughs> I grew up in Wisconsin. That's not the case. Yeah? Nope, just a, <laughs> just a silent thumbs up. Are you from there? Yes. Okay, my one and a, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> oh, God, where are you from? Fond du Lac? What's up? Where are you? Okay, well, perfect. Perfect segue for my one and only crowd work piece that I ever do. <laughs> do you or do you not believe that that's Brett Favre's dick pic? Ooh, we're not friends. Mm -mm, not my America. <laughs> have you seen that thing? It's purple. Why? <laughs> Heroes have fallen. Okay, anyways. 
I get it growing up in Wisconsin, though. You know, you can't be sad. You can't talk about it. It's like, oh, what are you, sad? Yeah, well, guess what? The one cow we got out back froze to death. Your dad's stuck at work in Sheboygan. The goulash boiled over. Now put your shoes on. We got to walk your sister down to piano practice. No one's got time for your Debbie Down Downs JoJo. So you do what you're told. Put on those snowshoes and you slosh on down to the local subway because that's where your sister takes piano practice. You sit there for two hours while she serenades the joint with Bush's glycerine because that was her choice. But no, depression's not real. <laughs> Slow burn for that one. I get it. I get it. But I get it. You can't cry in the Midwest. It's too cold. You know, the tears, they stick to your face. It hurts. Oh. <laughs> Whenever I get sad, though, I like to take myself to my one favorite sanctuary, Target. Some of you are on board. Ooh, solo clap. I'll take it. Last month I had to go to Target, though, to return some rugs because rent is due. I don't need these rugs, Target. I need a roof over my head. So I literally rolled up my living room rugs, walked into Target, put on my best white woman voice, and said, I would like to return these. This lady goes, ma'am, we can't return these rugs. There's wine all over them. <laughs> I was like, there's wine all over you. She's like, your teeth are literally purple. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so I took those rugs and I walked to the Target. But I had to text my roommate to let her know the bad news. So I was like, Target won't return the rugs. I'm fucked, is what I meant to write. But in that moment, some beautiful autocorrect angels descended upon my phone. And what was autocorrected was, Target won't return the rugs, I'm, all caps lock one word, fucked in the USA. <laughs> I've never wrote that sentence in my life. But I was like, I am fucked in the USA, Target. <laughs> Who's in my phone, sarcastic Bruce Springsteen? What's up? <laughs> Fucked in the USA. You guys, Twin Towers, let's talk about them. What do you think? Fraternal or identical? <laughs> I think fraternal. One had the spike. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> oh, you don't like my 9-11 humor? Oklahoma City bombing, favorite tragedy. Really connected with it. Okay, let's move on. We'll move on. My grandma's dead. Oh, I heard one. Oh, don't feel bad. She was asking for it. That old salute. Literally begging for it. I'd call her, and I was like, hey, Grandma, what's up? She's like, well, I don't know. Just sitting here day after day, waiting for the Lord to take me. I don't think he's listening, though. Which is so sad that people still think God's a man. <laughs> you know? old people <laughs> she did go into hospice so I was being a good granddaughter and I let her buy me a ticket home to go see her and when I was there 
you know, when you're in that situation, you just have to make people feel comfortable. Just, you know, keep them happy. And so while she was in and out of consciousness, I was just showing her my cell phone, just all my selfies, you know, just really getting to it. Like, <laughs> it took forever so long. And halfway through, she chirps up and she goes, oh, wow. Which if you know, I was so excited because if you know my grandmother, oh, wow, is like her saying, you know? Like she said all the time, be like, Grandma, look, I found my prom dress. She's like, oh, wow, you're fitting it. <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. It was her favorite. So for her to like be like, oh, wow, I was like, oh, what was it? What picture was it? My headshot? <laughs> and then I looked down, unsolicited dick pic had popped up on my phone. And oh, wow, was a correct response. <laughs> Because this guy worked for the Food Network, you know? I knew his lighting. <laughs> really made that thing look like a full meal. I feel like I'm losing you on this. She died the next day. I think that guy owes me dinner and some dick, you know? I hope she watches. Okay, anyways. I'll leave you guys with this. It's a, it is Halloween season, and I have one and only impression. I have one and only impression I do every Halloween season, and this is my one and only impression that I do. Do you guys know when you're buying dinner at Walgreens? <laughs> like a queen walking down these aisles, you know? You've got $10 in your pocket. And then all of a sudden, you're stopped by the Halloween candy aisle. Oh, yes. <laughs> And then you reach down and you see a family-sized pack of Snickers and you're like, oh, protein. <laughs> but then you're stopped by one of those motion sensor ghosts. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We have two comics left on the show. Are you excited about them? I'm very excited. They're two of my favorites. They're both friends of the show, but this first one, I love this person very much, and you're going to love them. Also, please give a warm welcome to Matt Kirschen, everybody! Thank you. Oh, what a joy. I guess no one else did make an effort for Halloween. I, uh... For the listeners who don't have the visual aid, I, I'm currently standing here as person who put a jacket on this morning and isn't entirely comfortable with that. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't normally gig in a jacket and it feels a bit... We'll see. <laughs> also, I'm the only guy on this bill and I'm wearing a blazer. So here's my opinions. <laughs> I know, I do. I feel overgroomed. I, I also kind of got a haircut as well. And, the, and the, my stylist put product and I... I don't know. I don't know if my jokes work with product. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, I love Rhea as well. I've been... I'm not... I'm getting more into sports, but I, I'm enjoying sports partially vicariously through other people. So I was enjoying the World Series, just watching their Instagram and so on and... And then it was gutting, and I don't know, it was... 
I, like I got into I got into the Dodgers like because LA is my home now. I live here, and also I'll go for I'll root for any team that's named after my country's finest pickpocket. <laughs> I presume that's where they got the name. There's no other Dodgers around, are there? Like they're the only Dodgers I know, Artful and the. The. <laughs> that's it. Being beaten by a team that's named after the color of their socks. <laughs> What archaic naming was that? Like, just from a time where you... The sheer idea of wearing socks that were any colour other than black or white was so outrageous. We must name a team after this. (laughs) Red socks. Can you imagine such a world? I can't. But these athletes have, so... Put that name on the stadium right now. It's astonishing. Got into football as well, just in time to not be allowed to like it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just learned the sport, and now I have to not like it, because it's bad. (laughs) It's all political. I will say this. You will never see anyone kneeling during the national anthem before a British sporting event. Because we don't have the national anthem before a British sporting (laughs) event. It's weird. It's super weird. Like, if, even if that's all he was protesting, I'd still support him. Like, if, even if it was just like, why are we doing the anthem right now? This is bizarre behavior. This is, I'm just going to take a knee right now because this is odd. I get it if it's an international. That makes sense. If it's Sweden versus Japan, great. Play your theme tune. Run on out. But NFL is America versus America. You're like, oh, I hope America wins this one. <laughs> I'm rooting for America in this exchange. Let's sing the song for America loud. And then the army, the military pays for the flyby. Like they pay for that, which is that's American marketing at its finest. Only American marketing geniuses could have come up with it. Cause isn't sport meant to be like the alternative to war? It's meant to be the thing you do instead of fighting, right? Rather than murdering each other, let's see who's better at moving a ball from here to here. (laughs) Only American marketing geniuses could go, well, if they like the alternative to war, maybe they'll like war. (laughs) We should advertise war during this alternative to war. (laughs) Like, it's so backwards, isn't it? They should be advertising sport during war. Before they go into battle, play the Monday Night Football theme. That's what they're... <laughs> 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 ah, maybe I'll try sport. <laughs> Is this a depressing world where you, there's no escape. Everything's politicized. You can't avoid politics. Like the other day, I tried to sit down and watch a nice episode of 60 Minutes about a porn star. <laughs> And suddenly it's all Trumpy. Like, it's like, you know, I wanted to know about the Stormy Daniels work ethic. And then suddenly <laughs> it's all Trump this, Trump that. And weird. People took weird offense at that whole exchange for the wrong reasons. There's plenty to be upset about that scenario. But people are like, oh, Donald Trump had unprotected sex with an adult entertainer. He a married man. Do you have any idea how much more risk... Stormy Daniels was taking having unprotected sex with Donald Trump. 
like porn stars get tested every 30 days minimum. That's what it was back then. Now it's twice as often. Like 12 times a year she was getting tested. Porn stars' genitals are the cleanest thing in Los Angeles. <laughs> you could eat your dinner off them. That's how often they get tested. And they did it in a hotel room as well. In a ho- you know how filthy a hotel room is. If you took a black light to that scene, the only thing that wouldn't glow is Stormy Daniels' genitals. Like, they're the cleanest <laughs> thing in that room. Every 30 days she would have been tested back then. That's... Like, where... How often do you get tested? When did you last get tested anyway? Like, well, probably like a couple of years ago when you got a suspect rash that turned out to be contact dermatitis from cheap hotel body lotion. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you, I'm just guessing. <laughs> when do you think Trump last got tested? Do you think he's ever been tested? You've seen his doctor. <laughs> think that guy's ever run a full STD panel the proper way? <laughs> Guy looks like Annie Wilkes from Misery in a regional theater production. <laughs> lab coat borrowed from the local dentist for the photo shoot that guy if he's run a test in his life it's like how's your pecker doing it's tip top all right this guy's clean like that's his <laughs> i want to talk about politics in your country but i feel like i don't fully have the right because because i'm not from here and i want to because i live here but you know you got your whole trump thing going on we had a yes-no vote and got it wrong. <laughs> like, at least you chose the wrong human. We chose the wrong concept. That's how bad we went. In or out of Europe. Brexit, no Brexit. Here's how you... Like, I, if you weren't following it too closely, here's how you knew from day one that it was a mistake. Everyone in charge of the pro-Brexit campaign resigned after winning. <laughs> That's not what winners in an election normally do. That's like they, they won and they panic quick because it was never meant to get that far. Because it was, it was a power play in the Conservative Party that got out of hand. Same as Trump was a PR stunt that got out of hand. Neither of them was meant to get that far. You can see it on their faces. Like YouTube, it's all online. You can YouTube the faces of the victory parties for Brexit and for Trump. And everyone on both stages has the same face. And it's not the face of a happy winner. It's the horrified face of a construction worker who's seen a woman shouted, show us your titties, and she did. <laughs> like, oh shit, put it back. Mate, this not have happened. This was about power, not results. <laughs> the world we're in. Our foreign secretary had to stand in parliament and defend your president against charges of being a Nazi. That's the world we're in. Because they were debating his visit to the UK, and a lot of the opposition parliament members were going, well, look what he's done with the Muslim ban, and the Mexican comments, like, this is Nazi behavior. And our foreign secretary had to stand there in parliament and say, stop comparing him to Hitler. That is an insult to the memory of the victims of those people. Donald Trump is not literally Hitler. And I agree with that. I actually agree with that statement. But he is like 10% Hitler. And that's too much Hitler, isn't it? That's way too much Hitler. That's so much more Hitler than I'm comfortable with in a person. I don't know about you. Like, I'm comfortable with at most, like, 3% Hitler. That's my upper limit. And that's mainly the painting. 
anything more than watercolors and you are over Hitlering. Like that is excessive Hitler. <laughs> Here's what I'm trying to do, because I'm never going to be able to protest on a grand scale. Here's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to speak up when I see things that are bullshit. That's the one thing I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to not let stuff... You know, we all let stuff... Someone says something, and you're like, ah, you make that noise and you walk away. Like, that's what we all do. Like, oh, that's not... And then you leave. I'm trying to not be that... I know I am still something, but I'm trying to just... Like, recently, I was with a group of people. It was mixed company. We're the only two white people. And we're all singing along to a song, and you're going to see where this is going. And he hits the N-word hard. And it wasn't in the song's lyrics. Yeah. Everyone else was just doing the normal happy birthday. But, but I said, no. I said, that is not Chuck E. Cheese language. That's what I said. I said, you will not see a fifth birthday if you carry on like that. I, uh... <laughs> that was the loveliest reaction. <laughs> it probably won't be picked up in the recording, but the person over there who just went, oh my God, is <laughs> the sweetest response to a joke ever. Uh, I got to get out of here, partly because I'm out of time and also because I've just found out from Rhea that you can Google boobs. It's uh, <laughs> been a pretty exciting evening I've got in store for myself. But thank you so much for having me. See you soon. Bye. We have one final comic on the show. They're also a friend, and I hung out with them in Dublin over the summer, and it was a great experience uh, because one night it was me and them and a couple other comics, and um, this guy walked up and was like, excuse me, are you so-and-so? This next comic. Don't want to say their name because that then ruins the intro. This is comedy and how it works. So he's like, are you so-and-so? And she goes, yes. And he's like, you're so funny. I thought you were so funny the other night. Thank you so much. And then he leaves. And I was like, I think that was Joffrey from Game of Thrones. <laughs> and we spent 15 minutes. Somebody was like, he's here for work. I was like, no, he's not. He's dead. But I still think it was him. And we were looking it up. And then we, I finally got my internet to work in Dublin. And I was like, it was Joffrey. And we were all yelling about it. And then this next comment goes, oh my God. Yeah, I've never seen that show. <laughs> but this is what's so beautiful about her because she's never seen that show. And Joffrey was like, you're the greatest. And she was like, I know. Because she is. And you all are going to love her because this next comic is Joffrey approved. Kate Berlin, everybody! <laughs> This week, Earwolf is transforming into something scary. Fearwolf is coming to haunt your precious ears with spooky episodes and hair-raising special guests on all your favorite shows. On Unspooled, Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson break down one of the most influential horror films of all time, Psycho. On Who Charted, it should be Boo Charted. Howard Kramer and guest Tiff Stevenson count down the top Halloween songs and movies. The Andy Daly Podcast Pilot Project is already a scary name to say, but this week's episode takes you through a walking tour of haunted Scotland with a cast of frightening characters with even more frightening Scottish accents. The magical land of Foon is not immune from Halloween creeps or mummies when the chunt for Red October returns on Hello from the Magic Tavern. Don't miss your favorite Fear Wolf shows this week on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen.
Bye-bye. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.